from the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a tremendous football Thursday. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is You Better You Bet, and it is you here on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. If you're watching us right now on Stadium, tip of the proverbial cap to you, my friend. We sincerely appreciate it. we got two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way to get you set to bet and win both this weekend on the National Football League and tonight the NBA Cup. I like I like that's what we're calling it now, the NBA Cup. Kind of like it. The NBA Cup, uh, the in-season tournament semifinals tonight from Las Vegas. Mike Gallagher stops by in 40 minutes from Establish the Run. Mike's going to give us his thoughts on the Pacers and the Bucks, uh, the point total of $9 million. Can't wait to talk about that game. And then the Pelly Pels and the Lakers. As a reminder, the first game tips off about an hour from now, 2 o'clock local time in Las Vegas, 5 o'clock Eastern time. So Mike Gallagher will join us in 40 minutes. So if you want to bet the NBA in-season tournament semis, Mike Gallagher will have you cover in 40 minutes. Ken and I will give you our bets as well for those games, uh, and especially Pacers-Bucks, which starts in an hour. Joey Kanish will join us next hour on the show. Connor Allen joins us in 20 minutes. Prop bets for Week 14 and Power Hour Final Hour. All our bets for tonight in hockey, college hoops, and our side total and props for Thursday Night Football with the Steelers and the Patriots. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity on a tremendous football Thursday, as he does throughout the NFL season, and we love having him on the show, is our good friend Adam Chernoff, who hosts the Simple Handicap Podcast, which is a great NFL betting podcast that we encourage our listeners and viewers to check out. Just search Simple Handicap wherever you find your podcasts. Adam also does great work for our friends over at Right Angle Sports, and they have an app, the RAS app. It's a free download featuring insight and commentary from professional bettors on everything happening in the NFL. Adam will text me some of their stuff sometimes. It is really detailed and really good. And even though the bet didn't hit on Monday night, Adam, the Chase Brown anytime touchdown thought was inspired. Ooh. Played great in the game and played a lot more than people. So, like, the bet didn't win, but, like, you were way on track there to cash a 20-1. to 1. So, like, that was a really good job by you. Uh, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy week 14. How you doing? I, I'm doing well. Yeah, we almost had the fellow Canadian breakout on Monday Night Football, and let's see what the Jags do. Apparently, Trevor Lawrence is going to try give it a go. I don't see that, but there is quietly. You want to talk about like prop breakout potential? Uh, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league, sitting on the Jacksonville bench, is this third stringer and Nathan Rourke, also a Canadian too. So we might be a little late season Canadian breakout here if things go our way. But I don't think we're seeing twenty to one with Chase Brown ever again. Uh, the first Nathan Rourke reference on the uh, on the show this week. Uh, former Ohio great. Needs his, to have his brother went there too. I think his brother played there last year. You remember the, the remember Rourke his family. preseason play? His preseason play oh, when he got yeah. spun around by like Cowboys? three defenders. Yep, exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. Amazing. Uh, well, you, you mentioned Adam. Maybe not going to have like a twenty to one with like a, a potential to hit. 
curious how you feel about tonight's game. Like I was joking in the first segment, just, and you know, this stuff all kind of gets a bad name or whatever, but I I just, I have, I have fun when it's like reading the funny pages that like the most bet touchdown scorer tonight is no touchdown, which gives you an idea of just like how the general betting public feels about tonight's game. That's going to be a pretty bad game. That might be a really low scoring game. And the Steelers are five and a half point favorites. So the Patriots took some money eh, this morning ish, basically five and a half everywhere was six yesterday. The total is still extremely low 30 and like not budging. <laughs> and uh, and I think you were talking a little bit off the air about what you wanted to do in this game, even if you don't have a lot of bets that you like, just like kind of a fascinating setup where it feels like everyone thinks it's going to be brutal. Do you agree with that? I don't know that I do. And I'm not going to advocate for necessarily doing anything with the total. Uh, I will say that we took the Pats earlier in the week. Um, I would only look that way right now at five and a half as well. I could never find myself backing the Steelers in this role change, laying this many points. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough proposition for people to get behind New England the last three weeks. I get it. I get how everybody is looking at this game, uh, but I think New England is full on the side in this game. Uh, to me, the total is a really interesting thing to talk about. First off, I've never seen a game spoken about and referenced on this topic as I have in a game that does not include weather. Usually when we're looking at a game like this, where it is wall-to-wall consensus from everybody talking about the game, from casual conversation, from sportsbook promotions, like it's like, okay, there's crazy weather, it's wind, it's a snow game, there's like uncontrollable rain. This game's clear. Like there's nothing that's going to impact it aside from just the perception of what we have on these offenses. And I was just texting with another pro before I came on because I had sort of this like lunch hour epiphany. I'm like, what would we have made this game in week two preseason if we knew that it was Zappy against Trubisky and starters were probable to go? And he's like 35, 36. But he's caveated it with saying that, wow, he, he would have never expected scoring to be this low in the NFL. I don't know how we're here at this total and kind of a weird stat that I'll throw at you. I went back and looked, believe it or not in this run of unders that the Pats have been on the last four weeks, they're 16th in offensive success rate. There's 16. There's been 16 other offenses that have been worse on a down to down basis during this run of unders. I just, I don't know what to do here. Nick, I know you like Hunter Henry. Um, maybe I'm spoiling the Prop King segment, but I'm with you on that one. Just wanted to get it up before we go. 22 and a half. It's one catch against the Steelers defense that has no linebackers. So Listen, uh, I like that one. Time to play the game. Hunter Hurst Henry tonight over 22 and a half receiving yards. That'll definitely be a play for the Prop King coming up tonight. So that's that's Thursday night football churn. When we turn our attention to Sunday, it could be the Monday night doubleheader as well. Bunch of games on the board this week in the NFL. What's your favorite look right now and why? Uh, I would say that it is going to be, as it currently stands, the Lions-Bears over at 43. Um, this game initially opened 45 and a half. There was expectation that there was going to be a lot of wind, a lot of rain. The weather was going to be ugly. It was going to be very cold. All of the weather... This game, the Cincinnati game too, um, all these kind of like Midwest games, it's really subsiding as the week goes on, and it looks like it's going to be a lot more clear than expected. The Lions' defense struggles with exactly what the Bears do, especially the mobility of Justin Fields. It's just it's an issue within Aaron Glenn's defensive system. And so I think Chicago can move the football. I think Moore is going to have a big game too against this really overrated Lions secondary. 
And for as bad as Goff has been on the road, laying points, facing pressure up front, dealing with the cold weather, everything that comes with that, uh, I think the Bears' defense is is getting sort of rightfully rated for how much they have improved. Uh, but this game within this matchup, that's sure to me uh, still a short total with the weather subsiding. So uh, over 43 in Lions-Bears. Yeah, it's been really interesting to see the the forecast throughout the week change. We did a little bit of this yesterday. It does seem like of all the places so like Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Chicago, like all the places potentially impacted by by severe inclement weather that like Chicago is the one where it's subsiding the most. And so you've seen the most like push and pull in the market on the total in that game. I feel like where everyone's like, oh, wait, it's not going to be bad. It's the Bears and the Lions. That game's going to fly over. Oh, wait, it's going to be windy. Like, what do we want to play back under again? Like, what's it going to be? Seems yeah. like that's the one that's like clearing up the most. Cincinnati may not be. Apparently Baltimore might be a disaster. I don't know how low the toll is going to be in that game. We'll see. We'll see what the weather's going to be like. Uh, Adam, want to talk about your, your Jets for a second? Just because this has been one of the most interesting betting markets of the week, this game against Houston on Sunday, where... You know, like we we all had jokes like Zach Wilson got benched for Tim Boyle on Black Friday against the Dolphins. And the joke was Tim Boyle so bad that we all watched Zach Wilson. They put Tim Boyle in and everybody hated the Jets even more. Thought Tim Boyle was even worse. Okay, well, Tim Boyle has been released and now Zach Wilson's back. And so maybe we should have seen this coming. They're like, oh, now we upgrade the Jets again. Like everyone likes the Jets this week. Houston, just a three and a half point road favorite in this game of six, six and a half at the start of the week. Like, what do you make of that move? Do you think that's smart that like Zach Wilson really is that much better? How would you approach playing this game? Okay, so right now it's a stay away, but I'll tell you some kind of behind the scenes here for how it worked. So Monday morning, we were ready to bet the Jets and we were going to send it out at six and six and a half. And we got beat to it by two other groups that jumped in front of us and took it. And then it was also taken again on Tuesday morning by a third group that liked the Jets at five and a half and six. And so we kind of got, they jumped the gun on us. We got, they got ahead of it. We couldn't get down anything. And now it's moved and we're at three and a half. All the adjustment, like you said, happened. The justification that we were looking at from that point was it's a big role change for the Texans. They've been, tightly lined all season or slight underdogs. The one exception was Arizona at home. They were five and a half point favorites at home against Arizona. That was a game late October, uh, top of my mind. And now they were laying six or six and a half on the road. They just lost Tank Dell. There's insiders saying that they're going to resort to using more two tight end looks, which is something that they just really have not done. And they were also going to have to do it against a good Jets defense. And they probably are going to struggle on the ground too. So it was just the role change plus everything. Wilson throws a wrench into it. Now it's down to three and a half. And I actually, as as we're looking at this now on a Thursday afternoon, at this point, I think it's gone too far. I think that this adjustment up for Zach Wilson is a lot. And he's going to be kind of throttled in this spot by weather. He had this press conference where he's talking about letting it rip and opening it up and like just just ridiculous watching this and trying to keep a straight face, knowing how bad he was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, even if he wants to try to do that, I think the weather is really going to limit what he can do. And Brees Hall is banged up and they want to give Dalvin Cook more touches behind an O-line that can't block. I, I don't think much changes here for the Jets this week. And I'm surprised to see it go as far as it has now through the four to three and a half. So nothing here like the Jets early. We got jumped and now, if anything, it's looking at Houston at kind of a suppressed number. I, I, I'm i surprised how bad Boyle was, but this sure seems like a lot of credit for Zach Wilson. 
It's like, it's like I always say, you never want to get jumped. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday, getting bets for Week 14 in the NFL with our friend Adam Chernoff. He's on Twitter, at, at Adam Chernoff. Chern, we'll get to um, some of the big games in a week in a second. We, want, we don't have a ton of time left here, so maybe give us like sure. 30 seconds, if you'd be so kind, on this Browns-Jaguars game where Trevor Lawrence was apparently was at practice today, like didn't do all the drills. Also, he has a high ankle sprain. I don't think he's going to play, but I guess crazier things have happened. C.J. Beathard's also limited for the Jaguars with a shoulder injury, his backup. Um, just like I, I think this could potentially be a crazy situation. Do you do you want to bet the Browns in this game coming up on Sunday? What do you want to do here with the Jaguars? Yeah, absolutely. Browns are nothing. Even if Lawrence goes and you get a number going back towards, say, a pick I, I think that becomes a pretty easy decision on the Browns. Everything that the Jags want to do offensively, is going to be limited against this Browns defense. Ton of man. Kirk is out. ETN's hurt. Lawrence had a brace. Reminded me of the the Simpsons episode where Lisa had the headgear on. I mean, this was the biggest leg brace I've ever seen on a quarterback ever. And, like, he's going to go out there in 30-degree weather, wind and rain, and do something against this Browns defense? I I, I don't see that happening. It Browns are nothing. Um, and if, if this somehow, Lawrence comes back and starts and this goes the other way, uh, easy decision on the Browns if this gets to less than three with Lawrence as a starter. That uh, that produced the iconic Lisa needs braces dental plan. Yes, that, like produced that. It's the episode that produced <laughs> that very famous line, which like almost everybody knows to watch the show. Uh, Bills Chiefs. Why don't we try to do both big games, Adam? At least here in the in the next couple minutes, maybe do Cowboys Eagles after that. Bills Chiefs, uh, Kansas City. Still like one and a half. This got Buffalo got bet down a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, the total 48 and a half. We've talked a lot about potentially buying the bills this week. Maybe kind of just kept batting it around. Like, is this something we really want to do uh, as they kind of go into the stretch run here? Probably need to win a bunch of games to make the playoffs in like 45 seconds. How would you approach uh, Chiefs and Bills on Sunday? Yeah, stay away from me. I wanted to get involved with the total. I have a couple concerns. First of all, don't know what the Chiefs offense is going to look like if Pacheco's banged up. Um, obviously you want to attack the middle of the field against the bills. Now that they're healthier, that's a big question mark for me on the other side. I also don't know what we're going to get from the bills offense. Now that Dawson Knox is set to return when he was on the field that allowed McDermott to kind of put the governor intentionally on the offense, all those multiple tight end sets, slowing things down, searching for the traditional run game that green Bay was able to execute against the chiefs defense. Uh, that gives me concerns too now that he's back in the lineup and what that might look like. These Chiefs games just have a ton of possessions, but they're just really slow moving. And if the Bills kind of match that, that gives me worry for the total as well. Um, Ken, to your point, if you like the Bills here, I think you have to look at some AFC futures. If you like the Chiefs, look at the one seed around three to one in the AFC. Uh, If the Chiefs get through this one, I think they're very well running the table the rest of the way. And with Baltimore, Miami, and Jacksonville all playing each other coming up, uh, the Chiefs have a pretty clear path there. So there's some alternate ways to look at it. All right, Chern, let's close here. Like a hard 30 seconds here on the Eagles and the Cowboys on Sunday night. Dallas in between a three and a three and a half point home favor. Total is 52. Could only look Eagles plus three and a half, but I don't love it. Uh, I think Goddard's going to change that offense quite a bit, especially if Dallas decides to go into a more cover two look, which has given the Eagles some issues. I think now this is kind of the absolute peak for the Cowboys, and you're trusting McCarthy to do a lot off of this midweek prep situation that was disrupted with surgery. I think it kind of falls back, and we see the Eagles look a lot better. So um, that would be the way I look at this one. 
the the Goddard thing is such a huge deal. Like they've been rolling out Massive. like dust balls, Julio Jones and Zacchaeus, and now like Goddard's going to take all these. That huge deal for their offense. I might bet the huge. Eagles. We'll see. Uh, Churn appreciate it. At Adam Churnoff on Twitter. Simple Handicap Podcast. Download the Right Angle Sports app. Good luck with the bets, my friend. Stay well. We'll talk to you next week. I'll squeeze in a buzzer beater on the Giants at seven, Nick, to support your team there. Uh, I think that's a good oh. look Monday. Uh, oh, appreciate we like it. Oh. It's a Tommy DeVito burr, burr. Thanks, Turn. Connor Allen coming up next. Prop bets for week 14.